0: Hey there, I'm Gina Keeping, ex classroom teacher turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And not too long ago, overwhelming stress was my norm. Now I have created a life where I help others find their passions by giving women the runway to take that one day daydream to a thriving business. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast, where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, there's a splash of fun, lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and the deep conversations about all the things. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you like today's podcast. Today, I talk with Caitlin Noseworthy, CEO and owner of Saltwater Designs. She shares how she took an idea as a stay-at-home mom and turned it into her dream business. She shares her most tangible tips and tools on how she grew her business to the empire it is today, and so many other gold nuggets. She even gave a discount to all of our listeners to her store for 25% off. So if you're a listener of Keeping It Real, when you go to make your purchase, use the discount code Keeping Real, all capital letters, to get a discount. I hope you enjoy the episode. Well, welcome, welcome, Caitlin Noseworthy. I am so excited that you're here on the podcast. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> oh, it's so cool to have you here. Um, I can't do it justice. I mean, you are such an amazing woman. You're a mom, you're an entrepreneur. Before our listeners, before we dive in, can you just take a moment and introduce yourself and tell our listeners who you are?
1: Okay. So I'm Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Knowsworthy. I am a mom of two. I have two little ones who are going to be two and four, so they're still little. Um, I'm a wife, and I also own Saltwater Designs, um, which has some different um, companies underneath it, like our ice cream store and um, Saltwater Collective, which we'll talk more about, and now Saltwater Home. So yeah. my goodness, you are a busy lady. (laughs) I love it. So um,
0: for those people who might not know a bit of your background, a bit of your story, have you always been into business and the entrepreneurial world?
1: I went to business school. I do have a, a business and admin degree from MUN. Um, and that's kind of, you know, how I ended up in Newfoundland. I grew up in Alberta. I have roots here, obviously. But, um, you know, that's kind of why I'm here and finishing that in 2014, uh, tried to find work in the business field, like tried the bank teller jobs and financial advising and none of that was for me. It was really just did not light me up. I was like, this sucks. So, um, you know, I kind of worked at different jobs like at a bar for a long time. And then I decided to um, have kids with my husband. And while I was on maternity leave with my daughter Blake in 2017 is when this whole idea came to fruition. Wow. I didn't know that
0: you are a mom, a brand new mom. And this idea came into your mind and you just went with it.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, like, actually, like, I kind of give a lot of uh, credit to my mom and baby group that I was in. Like, we're still friends even like four years later. Um, And they kind of really, like, supported me and were like, Kayla, like, you know, they started coming to me for custom shirts and things like that. I was like, yeah, why not? Like, I can do it. So it started out making like birthday shirts for all of the babies when they turned one because it was around that time. So I made all of the babies uh, birthday shirts for their first birthdays and then people started asking them where they were getting these shirts from and then uh, people were like, do you have a Facebook page? And I was like, no. So I had to set that up and then I set up a website and then we started shipping all over and then eventually we opened up a store and then another store, like a bigger store and now we're expanding even more.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, I just love that. And I really love that how it just started from an idea and you just went with it. And I I was gonna say this in the beginning, but I like to say it now, it's really cool how our paths have crossed because if you think about it, I met you that one time at Pilates with Emily, and Mm -hmm. then you ended up um, donating to our Get Connected retreat for our sweaters. And then we did a mastermind together and now we're here. So it's pretty cool. So once again, I love that you're here sharing the story. Because I'm sure there are some moms out there or some people who are like, "Ooh, I have an idea. And by sh- you sharing your story, that might give them the power to go, you know what,
1: I can do this too. So that's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of it comes to from like, um, you know, kind of like people are starting to like shy away from the nine to five type thing. And like, yes, yeah, so well, I worked probably like 16 to 20 hours someday trying to fulfill <laughs> orders by myself with a baby on my hip and my husband working in Alberta. Um, there was a lot of like work that went into this at the beginning, but, um, I am really like lucky and proud to say now that I can kind of like, since my team has grown, that I can take a step back and really enjoy my kids more and enjoy my husband and his whole like life outside of work. So, um, you know, if this inspires even like some moms, like and even one mom to, um, you know, carry on the path of starting a business, then I feel like that's pretty satisfying.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think more than one person is going to get benefit from this for sure. One of the things that I absolutely love about you is when you have a goal, like you go for it. And I remember in the mastermind one time you said, like, your goals are like your checklist. Like you just put your head down and you go. Can you share a little bit about about that and how you kind of set a goal and achieve it? And maybe even give our listeners some tips on how they can follow through on their goals?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I guess that is kind of what I do. Um, so like I have a lot of dreams and ambitions and goals and some of them are like absolutely insane, but I'm living a lot of them right now. Like I am living this like dream life, which is crazy because I didn't expect all this to happen, but it's kind of like taking like, you know, these big dreams, which you, everyone should have these big dreams. Otherwise they're not really dreams, you know, and kind of breaking them down into like lists each day or like yearly goals or whatever. So like around like new year's i make like a big list of things that i want to achieve for the year like big things we're gonna get a new warehouse (laughs) that's happening right now actually in March. (laughs) yeah so check um you know buying my dream house was on my list last year and we did that this year so like a lot of or or last year it was on the list last year and we did it last year so like i'm really quick with the goals because they're not really like you know oh maybe down the road i'm like okay like you know whenever the opportunity arises i'm taking it And we're going with that. And I like to just like follow my gut a lot. Um, Mm. You know, at first I was like, I don't know, like I needed a lot of validation that what I was doing was right. But um, through a lot of big decision making in my business and my personal life, I've realized to really like that. I really just do need to listen to that inner voice because it knows best. Honestly, it's crazy. But, you know, maybe a lot of a lot of people could maybe even like start to tune into that inner voice and really start to just follow it um, and see what happens. But like, I think it's kind of just like on a day-to-day basis, I set like small goals, but then monthly and yearly, I set big goals. And then just like, when you start to get momentum and start ticking them off, you just feel like you can do even more, you know, like you just keep going. Awesome. Oh, that's such great advice. Um, And Mm -hmm. when you're setting your goals, I mean, we all come up with
0: resistance and we all have these obstacles that we need to overcome when you're met with a, with resistance or an obstacle, like what is your mindset around that? Do you let it stop you? Clearly not. But how would how do you overcome these obstacles and let them just be like tiny speed bumps rather than something that stops you?
1: So I've done a ton of mindset work to get to this point. A lot of it is working with like my business, our business coach, Emily, um, for a couple years now, and really knowing like that everything's going to work out, you just need Mm. to trust it. That sounds ridiculous and, and hippy dippy and whatever. But That's my truth. Now, that is literally what I live by. Like things will, will work out. You just have to believe they will. And, um, you know, like, for example, you can think about like little bumps in the road for me, I call them little for some people, you know, maybe they're struggling with them a lot more, but a lot of it had to do with the way I pictured it in my mind. So like COVID, for example, COVID actually did not hurt our business in any way, you know, in the terms of losing money, like we actually did way better because we had to shift the way we did business. And kind of just accept that we cannot control COVID or the way the things happen in the world and that we just need to shift and pivot and do what we can to continue our business um, and, you know, continue growing our business. And then the other thing was these break-ins, which you may have heard about on the news. And they're really, really unfortunate and really put a damper on my days. Like it happened on my husband's 30th birthday. I was out buying balloons. and and, (sighs) things. Yeah, and and Tierney, our store manager, calls me and says uh, Caitlin, you need to get to the store. We need to call the police. There's been a break in. I'm like, are you kidding me? So of course to a lot of people would be like, this is the end of it. This is the second break in now in six months. I'm sick of this. I'm done. But for me, I was like, you know what? Okay. Nobody got hurt. First of all, second of all, these are just things that happen to businesses on a daily basis. And for you to play victim in that is not beneficial to anybody. So we just picked up the pieces. We replaced the window. We got bulletproof um, protection on it we up the security systems, and we move on. That's it. That's all you can do. You know, otherwise, you'd be you'd be crying all
0: day. (laughs) But you know what, there's so many lessons in that Caitlin, too, because I feel that and you brought up mindset and mindset is so huge. Because like, if you think of what uh, I think Gandhi said the quote, like, whatever you think you are, you become right. And very true. But I feel that when you put the work in, and you work on your mindset, and you choose to look at these obstacles as a lesson, or you know what, it's just a bump in the road, you get to determine if it defined you or not. But if you stop, and I I like that you use the word victim, because sometimes in our circumstances, it's like, Oh, my goodness, why me poor me, but then you're
1: losing the action piece that can move you forward. Exactly. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot call yourself a victim, or you'll just you'll just be a victim, right? That's right. And it's looking at the bigger picture and knowing that, you know, this is just, you know, on the path to something better, like, you know, things are gonna work out. (laughs) And so I'm gonna go back to the
0: woo-woo stuff, because I see that both of us have kind of had the same journey on this. We both were non-believers, we didn't necessarily think about, um, you know, manifesting or uh, envisioning things a certain way. And we both kind of dove into this world Um, And you have a new clothing line, which I absolutely love. So can you talk a little bit about your new clothing line and then also explain um, how this mindset piece has actually propelled your business forward?
1: Yeah, so Saltwater Collective is a bit of a passion project, I will say. You know, Saltwater Designs is the meat and potatoes of the business. Um, And Saltwater Collective is something that just felt so, like, good and exciting and different for me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's only in the past couple years since working with Emily that I've really actually opened up to this whole uh, mindset thing and really done a lot of reading and research because it's actually changed my life so much, you know. So I really wanted to share that with as many people as possible and, like, using our platform on social media to connect with other like-minded people and also maybe encourage anyone who's kind of, like, on the fence about, like, you know, is this legit? Like, is this a a thing? Um, Is this something I want to, like, look more into Um, through clothing? And so many people, we've had an amazing response. Um, People have been like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I'm so happy to see a clothing line like this um, that I can wear, you know, and, and proudly express my mindset and the things I'm interested in, like meditation, because a lot of that wasn't taboo, but very, like, But people don't take to that super easily, in my experience, you know? Same here. Like, my husband, friends, employees, my family, for sure. I feel like I'm, like, oh, And, like, talking about the universe or whatever, like, I'm crazy religious or something. But, like, really, it's – a lot of it is kind of an explanation to me as to why things happen to me and why things are working the way they are. And a lot of that has really propelled me forward. Like, um, you know, Emily talks about how, um, you know, you should set these big dreams. And she asked me, like, you know, what's your – dream work life or whatever I was like I work nine to five five days a week and you know I do this she's like that's bullshit that is not what you want (laughs) and I was like I was like you don't even know me you don't know and she was like no there's more to it than that you know
0: well it's also what we know right because I think we grow up and we grow up and what we know is what we believe and I think whether or not you believe in manifestation or whether or not you believe in the universe like if you have something that you believe in that helps you move forward, then why not?
1: Mm-hmm, exactly, right? It's not hurting anybody to right. believe, you know, and I feel like a lot more people are opening up to it. I don't know if it's like trendy or cool now and whatever it is, I, it's kind of a good trend Like to me that all these people are now getting into crystals and meditation and mm-hmm. really just like looking for that thing, especially through COVID. I feel like people were really grasping at anything that could kind of explain why things were happening the way they were. And yes. people had a lot of time for self-reflection, self-awareness, and they were really, like, seeking some type of um, comfort, almost, but, like, also yeah. answers. Yeah,
0: and I and think, so. too, is we, we've we become very materialistic in a lot of ways. We've been mm-hmm. taught to look outward, so, in a way, COVID has really taught us to look inward and almost gave us that platform where it was, and I'm doing air quotes, safe to talk mm-hmm. about how we feel because... I don't even think it's like manifestation, that kind of stuff. That's taboo. I feel that in so many ways, it's still emotions. It's still feelings, right? Right. And I have this vision that I want to normalize inner work the same that we do outer work because how many selfies do you see of people? They had the workout done. Great. I did my workout fantastic, but mm-hmm. I do truly believe with my whole entire core that it's the inside piece that matters. And I'd love to normalize this. So when your clothing line came out, I was like, yes, I love that because it gives people that permission to let down those walls and go, oh,
1: well, let me just take a little peek on the inside. Right. Saltwater Designs is well known around here. It's so probably like to my surprise, you know, a lot of people have said that they know what it is and things like that. So I've come to terms with that. And but using like the, the platform to kind of bring Saltwater Collective out there, which is not as mainstream, um, you know, but like opening that up to that whole like group of people who buy from Saltwater Designs, yeah. you know, kind of being like, oh, what is this? What, you know, what is this like little spin-off brand and what is it based on? And, you know, maybe I'm hoping that there's people who have kind of discovered this like meditation manifestation stuff through the brand, you I know, but also connects, yeah. And normalizes. it. Like
0: yeah. Well, yeah. also too, it starts the dialogue. If you see somebody um, with a sweater on that says meditate, don't hate, which is, I freaking love that it allows a conversation to happen. And I feel like right. we've come so far away from the conversation of ourselves and normalizing how we feel and normalizing, looking after ourselves. that, you know, this is a shift that we need. So bravo.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely important to me um, as a human being, but, uh, and as a mother and a wife, but also as a like boss, a business owner that people are like, okay with having feelings and talking about them and feeling safe when that happens. Like initially um, when I started the business and people would call in sick saying they needed a mental health day, I would actually just be like, are you kidding me? You just want an excuse. Mm -hmm. And sorry if that sounds bad, but like, to me, I'm like, you left me high and dry. Like you don't care about the shop. But now after doing so much work and, you know, realizing that feelings are just a part of being human and that people sometimes need a day off because of it, um, it's really allowed me to kind of connect, um, with all of my employees You know, we have a team of 20 and it's, um, something that I talk about openly in interviews. I'm like, listen, like, this is a positive workplace that we're trying to cultivate here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably going to be daily meditations in our morning huddles. Like, um, these are things I want you to be open to, um, and really only bringing people in who are like, cool with that, you know, and, and like normalize like the, the, our like need to feel feelings, you know? oh my god
0: if you were next to me now i would give you the biggest hug because i feel that so many other business owners so many other people who are listening to this need to follow this because i feel we've gotten lost in the output and you know this is what we need to achieve that we've actually forgotten about human beings as a whole the people who are showing up for you and giving you their nine to five like they are people they have feelings and i truly believe that if you nurture and you take care of your people the rest comes and you are a prime example of that. Like, mm-hmm. I love that you start your day like that with the, with your people, like
1: what a beautiful yeah. day. Well, this is a new thing we're moving into yeah. just after like really like discussing it with, you know, everybody just being like, okay, guys, what, you know, we, we had them do like surveys and things and wanted to see where there could be improvement. And, you know, a lot of people said that they felt like um, they love the job in general, but they felt like there was like a disconnect with management or um, not enough communication on what's going on every morning. And they really, truly just want to do their absolute best and can't do that without like feeling connected with everyone, you know? So it was important to me. I was like, okay, we don't need some pyramid hierarchy thing. Like, yes, of course I'm the owner, but I still like to be involved in, in like my staffs, like, you know, what's going on with them and and really supporting them and being there for them because these people are spending a ton of their time at work, you know? So if they're not feeling satisfied or fulfilled or like they're appreciated or things like that, then they're probably not gonna stick around for a long time. And I have an amazing team and I want them to really feel valued and um, you know, like they're important and really listening to their feelings and allowing them to be human beings at work. Um, I think is what kind of does differentiate us from the typical
0: business 100%. or workplace. And you yeah. know what? There's no uh, mistake in the correlation between how you treat your staff to the success that you have in your business. <laughs> you know, I I truly believe that when you take care of your own, the rest takes care of itself. And you said something uh, really important about connection. As human beings, we need real, true connections. And I believe the world that we're living That's in a necessity. Now, It is, but we have like fake connection. Like we have our phone. We don't have like these true connections with people. And most people would not feel comfortable going to their boss and saying, Hey, I just need to talk. So I hope you can see like the magnitude of what you're creating and how many other business owners can learn from you. Like, I think it's just (laughs) phenomenal because I just think about myself when I was going through my mental health issues or whatever I was going through it was really hard for me to go to the people in power and talk about it. And it wasn't received well.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's kind of seen as an excuse as you know, and of course like, you know, that's going to happen where people just are like, I just need a job. So I'm going to say I'm sick, but like, I like to believe that my staff, you know, have a good enough relationship with me that they can come to me and be honest about if they need some time off or, or really, you know, I don't know. I like to believe that they got to have that connection with me and feel that it is a safe place to come. Um, and let me know what's happening
0: it is and I truly I don't work there but I feel it like I can absolutely feel when you walk into your store your store just has such a, a great atmosphere and feeling so all of it reflects on how you lead the other thing too is that having this dialogue where you're able to say the things that are on your heart once you talk about it we both know once you talk about it everything is just like okay it's not so hard anymore
1: <laughs> yes exactly and like you know I, the girls do sometimes get like stressed out over the job or like you know because we're it's very fast paced like in terms yeah. of like, you know, how many orders we get. like we're very busy um so it is important that the girls not feeling like they're being burnt out or stressed out all the time and that they're able to just like let me know like you know feeling like i think we need to hire on more people or <laughs> they're very like open with me on suggestions and what they think would work better. And that's what makes this like a lot easier for me and allows us all to be successful within the
0: business. Yeah. Well, and you also have a very low turnover rate. And Mm -hmm. when you have your staff involved in choices, like that gives them ownership in that. And I, I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, but by you doing this inner work, by you working on mindset, it's given you this opportunity to shift and see being a leader in a different light.
1: Yeah, definitely. I didn't always think that I was going to be a leader or aspire to be a boss at all. Actually, I was really resistant to the idea of opening a store. Um, Emily kind of like really pushed me. Like, You need need a store. I'm like, greatest decision I've ever made. Um, But I was like, I don't know how to lead people. I'm not a boss. I'm not that type of person. I would rather just someone else do it or they just do it all on their own. But I'm realizing now that it's not about like barking commands at people and being the bad guy all the time. You can still be a leader and have people like listen to you and respect you and look up to you, but speak to them respectfully and as humans and people who, you know, are people with thoughts and feelings and ideas and really allowing that to come out at work. Because these are people who could have million dollar ideas if you let them just share them.
0: Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And it's giving everybody a voice like everybody just wants to feel important and feel like they are contributing Mm -hmm. in some way. And I just feel you do that beautifully. Like. Caitlin I love that and some of this I didn't know like I really didn't know the back end so I'm really excited to hear all these things could you if you don't mind like I'm sure there's somebody listening now saying oh my goodness like I'm scared to do that thing too because you talked about like starting this store you know that was a huge risk so if somebody's listening and they're like I have this idea I'm sitting on it I don't know what to do I'm
1: scared what advice would you give them just do it (laughs) um that sounds so cliche and not ignorant, but like easier said than done type thing. Yeah. But um, for me, I've had like quite a few people reach out to me for advice, business owners or people like just starting out or whatever, um, asking for advice. I'm like, how do you do it? Like, how, I want to move into a store, but I'm scared. Like, what do I do? My thing is just don't overthink it. Yeah. And I did that. But Emily, like really just, I keep bringing Emily up, but like, I really do attribute a lot of this like stuff to her. Um, but she said like, Caitlin, like, just think about your dream and think about these as like stepping stones. Like you just got to just do it. How would you know that it's not going to work out or that it is like, what if it does work out, you know? And what if it exceeds all your expectations and leads you to live this dream life? And all of that has come true. Wow. And, you know, obviously there was hard work involved and yes, like a lot of this big, like big things like taking on a huge, like lease and like, um, hiring employees, buying equipment. This is all big amounts of money. Mm-hmm. But it's all things that I've just like come to terms like, with that you got to spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. And you know, but you need to feel good about it, too. So, you know, I wouldn't tell anybody to just jump into buying a store if they didn't actually feel good about it. But right, you know, if you have any bit of like an inkling that you know, this, is you want to pursue a business or whatever, just give it a go, you know, yeah. try it. Yeah. And the other thing too, that I feel you do
0: really well is if an obstacle comes up, like you find a way around it. Like there are going to be obstacles when you start a business, when you're putting yourself out there, there's always going to be things that don't work
1: out as we plan. Right. Yeah. But it's kind of like just embracing that and knowing that's part of the process, right? You got to go through a little bit of shit, I guess, to kind of like figure out what really works and what you really want. You know, I have had a lot of uncomfortable business decisions that I've had to make, um, You know, and things that I'm like, oh my God, should I be doing this? Like this is making me feel sick. But like it's really just trusting your gut. Again, it sounds wishy-washy, but that's literally what I do. I listen to Mm. my gut. Yes, I get opinions from people that I care about and value their opinions from, but ultimately I make the final decision and I really just go with what's right, whether or not it's popular opinion or not. I love that.
0: (laughs) And for anybody who's listening is like, well, how do I listen to my gut? How do I actually know, you know, what to lean into? What advice would you give there?
1: Well, for me, okay, I don't know how anyone else, but like, I literally have like a feeling like not just like, it's like a physical feeling, like, like a butterfly feeling. feeling. It's kind of weird. But, um, you know, I just like I keep focusing on like, this thing or whatever. And it's like, okay, obviously, my gut's trying to tell me something. And if it keeps popping up, I'm like, there's a reason, you know, even though other people are saying, maybe you shouldn't do that. Because a lot of people at the beginning did say, like, are you sure? Um, you should move into a store like that's a lot of money like you're comfortable here in your basement it's not a lot of overhead you get to work from home I'm like yeah but I hate this I don't like Mm -hmm. having my home and my business mixed together I don't like you know and it's like I'm the one living it not them so exactly you really just listen into what you want and you could do that through journaling or self-reflection or just like asking yourself what do you want what do you truly want like money aside people's opinions aside what do you want yeah go go get that. (laughs) And go do the damn thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, You use a word there that I feel holds the majority of people back and that's comfortable.
1: Right. So comfort is like, obviously it's, it's like a safe space. You know, everyone just wants to feel Mm. safe and comfortable. And that is, I feel like that's actually a human necessity. I don't really know, but like it's a human need to feel comfortable. But for me, like risk of like, you know, living this you know normal boring average life was like I did not want that and I knew that I was like this is not what I want and I don't care like how uncomfortable I gotta get to get to my like goal I'm not gonna stop until I get that and and that's kind of you know now I'm living this life that I didn't think was possible for me or this quick so because
0: it is possible you have to believe it and uh, and I love that you said you're not gonna stop until you get it Because a lot Mm. of people, you know, they use the word motivation. Well, I'm not motivated to do this. And, but like you had a toddler on your hip, you were working 16 hours a day. That was a motivation that was sheer determination.
1: Literally, yeah. This was like, okay, this is not going to be my permanent situation. Yeah. But this does need to happen for me to get to my permanent situation. And now my situation, you know, it went from the, yeah, the 16 hours a day being alone, home all day, like making shirts, which I did enjoy doing, but like, I was like, this is not what I envisioned for my life. And now, you know, we have this this business that is really self-sufficient. You know, the team is there taking care of things. Like I can take a day off if I want to. I can work from home every day if I want to. And the business still runs because I've really just like trusted and allowed people to like help me reach my goals. You know, that's another thing I struggle with is, is delegating and allowing people to help you. There are people who do want to help you. There are people who need jobs everywhere. Yeah. There are people who, who, like, it lights them up to to do this, to work for people, you know, like, do certain things. For me, this probably would have been a dream job, like, to work at my store back when I was, Mm -hmm. you know, in my earlier 20s or teens or whatever. Just let people help you as well and let people help you grow.
0: I think that's really important because I feel as entrepreneurs and business owners, we feel like we need to do everything ourselves, but by you delegating and you Mm -hmm. giving that ownership, it's allowed you to grow and continue to grow and -hmm. continue to reach your goals. So I love that lesson and not doing it alone. That's beautiful.
1: And a lot faster too, not just like doing it, but like my business went from, um, being in my basement in 2018 and starting out there and just being me and then adding um, tyranny on. And then, you know, now we're in this big, like 2700 square foot store with a warehouse and 20 employees in three years. So, you know, that's like, if it's possible for me, it's possible for anyone, you know, I, I guess I have like the business degree and things like that. But I did not work at business for a long time. This is my right. first business I've ever owned. Um, but it's really just like knowing that this is where I belong. And this is this is what I want to be doing. No, I love that. Um, what would you say one of your biggest struggles is as a business owner right now? Biggest struggles. Okay. Um, uh, well, <laughs> there's, I guess like a couple things, like for one is like feeling like you don't have control of the environment or the situation, right? Mm. So like right now we're in this COVID situation. Yes, we're moving to an alert level two on Saturday, but like, still, we're still in COVID. Like, we're still not seeing like the same amount of tourists that we saw in our first and second years. Uh, or no, first year, I guess. I don't even know whatever the first year we had a lot of tourists. People would just show up to my house, like, Oh my and God. Pick stuff up. Yeah. So like, and then, you know, we do have retailers and things downtown. So like those were super busy. And now it's like, okay, like, you know, I just feel like we always have to like change how we do things. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of makes things exciting, you know, like, it's like, okay, like let's go back to online and, and just be online. And oh, now we get to be open at like half capacity or whatever. And, you know, so that is a struggle is like knowing that you cannot control every single thing that happens to you. But, you know, some businesses have had to shut their doors. And you know, I'm not saying that it's their fault or anything like that. But like, not being able to like, you know, pivot or, um, or, you know, knowing that things will work out can cause someone's doors to close because they're just, you know, ready to make any changes that they had to do. And probably victimize themselves, you know, like mm. um, not in every case, obviously. I'm just no, um, of course, yeah, 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 no, sure. <laughs> Being sensitive to people's unique situations, of course. Yeah. Um, and another struggle is, you know, human resource management. I guess could be is is one of my biggest challenges. I think um, just because we've grown from just being me mm-hmm. to 20 people, like that is right. crazy. That's a lot of growth. It's a lot of different personalities. It's a lot of different people people of different backgrounds, people with different needs. So it's like, that is hard for me to kind of like figure that all out. And I don't know if I'll ever figure it all out, but it's kind of just like treating these people, like I said, as humans and really just being communicative with them and, you know, working on relationships with the people in my organization. And
0: the thing too, is that I'm seeing as a common theme all throughout this podcast is that growth Like you are just so invested in growth, like something's Mm -hmm. not working. How can I change this? Uh, My store is not what it needs to be. How do I get it bigger? Um, You know, my staff is not happy. How can we make it better? Like, I just feel you have this hat of you're not pretending to know it all. You're not pretending to be perfect. It's like, hey, I'm human too, but let's do this. We're in this together.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, and that's so important to me to like not be alone because a lot of the times when we were like going through the growing pains of like, I felt alone a lot, you know, yeah. I didn't have a lot of business colleagues. I didn't have, like, I didn't even know about organizations like NLO or the board of trade or whatever. I wasn't, you know, totally up on all that. So I was like, Oh my gosh, like there's, this is so hard, like, mm. you know, and, and you feel alone, but, and I could have totally still make myself feel alone and be like, I'm the boss. I'm not allowed to talk to any of my staff about any decisions I'm making Everything is kept under wraps and I just tell them what to do. I don't ask them what they want to do. You know, that would, that that's hard, but I've decided that it's a lot easier on me. and makes it more fun and exciting to have everybody kind of involved in major decisions that do impact them or that do impact them. And um, the team likes being involved in these, like. Oh my
0: goodness, yes. Is that once again, that contribution <laughs> and if people are involved yeah. in the process, they're going to want to do better. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I love that you brought up the piece about not feeling that you had anybody in your corner and feeling alone because uh, even early in my stages, uh, when I was growing my business, I felt alone too. Um, And I guarantee you there's some people uh, who are listening who are in the infancy stages of business and are like, oh my goodness, I can so relate. Where would you point them? Like, what, what do you think is a good resource for entrepreneurs who are just starting out to not feel alone, to get engaged in the community and to, you know, help foster that growth.
1: At the beginning for me, like NLO, it was like a great place before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, is the Newfoundland and Labrador organization, I think for women entrepreneurs, that's a great place to start because the membership fees are quite low. Um, they had networking events, like now they're all on Zoom. Um, but, you know, they're really fun to go to. You get to network with people and drink wine and have a time. But, like, as you become more comfortable with, like, investing your money into things, um, I definitely rem- or recommend um, doing a mastermind, like, what we're mm-hmm, in. Definitely. Because we are so connected, and we're all, like, we all have different businesses, but we're all in it together, and we really share wisdom with each other. Um, so it's really just, like, forcing yourself almost to connect with people. Yes. Because, yeah, I could call up, like, you know, my friend or whatever, but they're, they don't own a business. <laughs> they're not right. in the same realm as me and like my parents were entrepreneurs but like even then like they ran their business differently than I would run mine right that's and right yeah things that work for them wouldn't work for me and vice versa so it's really just finding like-minded people or even people to just bounce ideas off of yeah. um so I would definitely recommend you know just getting out there in the business world joining little organizations like the board of trade or um and low or getting a business coach if that's yeah. something that you feel like would be beneficial and I thought
0: so. it was really good that you said earlier on, like sometimes, not sometimes, I think all the time you have to invest money to make money. Like there's mm-hmm. so many people out there who are already doing what you are mm-hmm. trying to do right now. Like, don't try to do it all yourself.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's a lonely place sometimes to be as a business owner and um, like as a mom too. being a mom can be very lonely. Yeah. Um, especially when they're really little and you know, so Like there's so many struggles, but you are not the only person going through that. That's right. So like, it's helpful to be to connect with people who are like minded and kind of in the same scenario. And you can feel us alone that that makes it easier. You know, even if you don't have all the answers, at least you know, you're not alone.
0: Yeah, I really like that. Because I do feel like this can be a lonely journey. And it can feel like there's nobody else out there. But there is there's so many people who are going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I love that. You're a mom of two very beautiful, busy kids. (laughs) Do you ever yeah. experience mom guilt as a female entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, every day. Um, So like, we're fortunate enough that my husband is now a stay-at-home dad. And I feel like that's what he was born to do. Like, he's just like, w- like the nurturer. He's the patient one. You know, he's the one who like, even though he was an electrician, welder, whatever, you know, I'm, I don't know if he even like would rather do that. I don't think so. But, you know, he's like, <laughs> he gets to stay home with the kids. And I'm like, that, this is where you thrive. And I feel mom guilt because I'm like gone all the time. Where I'm like, Mm. like I'm at home right now, but I'm like, nobody talks to to me. I'm on a podcast, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And so of course I feel bad. You know, it's it's hard because you're seeing like all these other moms like who are out at the park with their kids and they're doing this and that. And like Andrew does that with the kids himself. You know, he takes them up for walks and stuff. I'm kind of just here running the business, making the money, and that's like my responsibility. But I just feel like you know we all have our like roles. You know, where we are lit up all the time and and where we succeed. For me, my role as like being the money maker in the relationship and in the family is, is me up like I love being able to take care of my family and giving them yeah. the things that they need and want. And my husband enjoys being home with the children. So yeah, like I do feel guilty, of course, I'm like, I should be more involved. I'm a mom like this. And I'm sure every mom feels that whether or mm-hmm. not they're a, an entrepreneur or not, like if you have to go to work, or you've got to go anywhere, a lot of people feel guilt. Yeah. And it's, It's so hard because it's like you feel like you're almost supposed to feel guilty, you know? Oh, that word supposed, right? Or should. Yeah. I love
0: that you're breaking
1: the mold on that
0: and that, you know, you are following your dreams. Because here's the thing, too, is by you following your dreams and doing things that light you up, when you are with your kids, you're present, you're happy, you're you, you know? And I feel that so many people, when they're away from their kids, they're doing something that's not filling them up and they're coming home, they're exhausted they're not themselves. So Mm -hmm. I think there's a beautiful lesson in like going for your dreams, even if you're a woman, because it's always harder, you know, we have this pressure on ourselves that we should be there, you know, and I love the role reversal. I think that's, that's wonderful.
1: Yeah, well, it's just what works best for our family. It's not like super common, but I feel like it's becoming more normalized, like a lot more women, I think, I don't know the stats on this specifically, but I feel like a lot more women are starting businesses these days than men. And, you know, you might start to see a shift in like gender roles and things like that. Like, you know, because that's like a way of the fifties, like, you know, the woman doesn't need to stay home and, and have children, you know, like people are starting to normalize like women not having children at all, or like, you know, having Uh. them later in life or whatever, you know, like I had my children young and that could be frowned upon as well by some people, but I knew that that was what I wanted to do and would allow me to like, you know, fulfill my dreams a lot quicker because I'm not worried about, getting pregnant or whatever. Like for me, that just works. Um, so I think we just need to like respect people's situations and, Uh um, you know, not judge because just because you see a mom working all day, doesn't mean she like, doesn't give a shit about her family.
0: (laughs) You know what? I think that's our (laughs) mic drop right there. And I think that message needs to be put out there more and more. And it is, it's Mm -hmm. just taking a step away from judgment because sometimes we think that everyone needs to do the same thing. And we don't mm-hmm. like, it's okay for you to not do a traditional thing of what you, what's expected of you, you know? So I think women like you who are continually smashing those ceilings, I think that's freaking phenomenal. And I pat you on the back for everything you do um, and how you give back to, like, you didn't even know me and you were like, yeah, you need six sweaters. Here you go. So like, I just think you're this big, beautiful light. And I feel so many other business owners could learn from
1: you. thank you yeah i know it's definitely important to me also like you know you gotta give some to get some it makes me feel good too when when i'm able to give back you know to different charities or different things like your amazing retreats and organization you know that you have on the go um so i think that's it's important as business owners to kind of give back if you can in whatever way you can yes Mm -hmm. and once again thank you for believing in my
0: vision and for donating those sweaters that meant a lot um if you could give one piece of advice to um younger caitlin who was coming into the business world who was just starting um what's one piece of advice you would give her now knowing what you know
1: it's all gonna work out (laughs) yeah it's gonna be even better than you thought it would be because like a lot of my worry like being a new mom and being like young like I was 24 when I had Blake so and my husband working away a lot of the time I felt like very isolated and you know when you're home with a newborn like your friends do come visit but not a lot they start to like always check in on you so you're (laughs) kind of just there by yourself and where's life going? Like, what even is life? I'm stuck here with a baby. Like, I don't know, you know, this is not what I wanted. But just knowing that something bigger out there was was coming, pushed me on. So you know, um, looking back, I'm like, geez, like, why did I worry so much? Like, I was always worried about money and worried about mm. like, um, the way people perceived me. And like, should I be working like a, a corporate job somewhere? Or like, Should I be trying harder to get a real job? Should I, you know, I don't know. A lot of that was like, and I hated my husband working away. It was horrible, right? Like I wanted him like by my side, raising our kids together, not like away while I was raising them for like six months of the year. So like really just deciding what I want and just going for it. But knowing now that like everything worked out and things happen for a reason, you know. I love that.
0: And I guess too, having that why of getting him home was also a driving factor of you going for your dreams.
1: Yeah. Like that's not the way I want to live. And like a lot of people do live like that and they're like, that's totally fine, you know? But for me, I was like, I I can't, like, this is like, you know, I'm with my husband because I want to be with him. You know, I yeah. don't want to raise our children by myself and not be able to pursue my dreams, like my career and things like that. So I was like, okay, are you happy up there? And he's like, actually, no. I'm upside down <laughs> on like a lift a hundred feet in the air. It's minus 40. I can't even look be uh, my, you know. So he's like, he's like, you know what? I would love to be home. And he's like, can we afford this? I was like, yes. <laughs> I, was like, I don't I don't know, but yes. <laughs> you know. Yes, we're yes. we oh, gonna find a way. <laughs> yeah. We will find a way. We did, you know, and yeah. now he gets to stay home forever. Yeah. So. No,
0: and I think it's really important, like for anybody who's listening who can maybe resonate and you know have that feeling that they want more. It's just asking yourself better questions, asking yourself, is this what I want? Asking yourself, do I want something different and allowing yourself to believe that you can go for it and not accepting anything, but what you want. Exactly. Cause I feel we're we're taught to negotiate. You can want what you want, but only this much, or, you know, you have to worry about what ABC and DEFG are thinking about you. And I think if we can just leave all that behind and. Kind of really tap inwards, which which comes with all this mindset work. It really allows for that expansion to happen.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, you just need to ask yourself what you want and say, okay, whatever needs to happen for this to happen, just allow it to happen.
0: Exactly. You know? And it I you don't know, need all but the answers. It's both, but like it's legit yeah. allowing yourself to go. Okay, you know what? Maybe there is more.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't want anyone to think that like you know I this all just. So easy and just happened out of nowhere. And I'm just, you know, must be so lucky. There was a lot of stress and worry and not knowing Mm -hmm. the unknown is very scary, not knowing how we're going to um, supplement that income that my husband was making. And, you know, but just trusting that things would work out, whether if we had to cut down on spending or whatever, we would make it work. And we did. And you did because once again, you believed in it and you allowed yourself to think
0: outside of the box, which I think Mm -hmm. is just really cool. Um, and the other thing too, is that um, Tony Robbins uses a quote, like where focus goes, energy flows. So mm-hmm. if you are constantly focusing on what you don't have, or if you're focusing on this is the only thing I can you're going to get more of that, <laughs> you're going to get more of it. Right. And you're not even allowing your brain or yourself to look outside of yourself. So, you know, I talk about like, before I bought my new Toyota RAV4, I didn't see any orange RAV4s anywhere. Didn't see any there was none like in my opinion this was I was going to be the first person in the city to buy this new vehicle and then what happened when I got it I saw them everywhere now Mm -hmm. it wasn't that that day everybody went out and bought the same vehicle as me that's not what happened it was my focus was on this and we often miss what's in front of us when we only have a narrow focus
1: right so like I've decided that I will not be focusing any attention on things I don't want Um, because then I just get more of that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it happens without even like trying, but like for the most part, I'm like, okay, if this bothers me, like, for example, just say like, um, you know, competition. Okay. So sometimes that's something that I can struggle with because I'm like, we were doing this for like three years now. And like, you're just popping out of nowhere. And, you know, so then I start to think I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like clicking on everyone's thing. I'm like trying to see like, (laughs) they're they're copying me and they're copying me it's like no just stop paying attention to negative things to things that bother you and focus on your own creative genius and and you know just focus on what you want and for me i want even more growth i want a positive workplace i want a happy family life i want you know everything to work out so that's what i focus on what are things that make me happy what are things that light me up and um you know if i talk to uh jennifer louise wellness Uh, the human design reader, who I know is your friend. And she said to me, she's like, Caitlin, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Yes, and we say say that all the
0: time. It's like, if it's not, and we actually, we just had a conversation the other day. Same thing, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. But I, Mm -hmm. I also feel that if the listener's gonna come away with one thing, it's what you
1: focus on, you get more of. Absolutely, yeah. So you focus on like that dream of like this house, for example, like this is like a dream house for me. And I don't know how the hell it happened. I still don't know. <laughs> you know, I do, but like, I'm like, wow, like, you know, it didn't seem like all the odds were against us. We were in multiple uh, bidding people, like there was bidding war, um, you know, it was kind of out of our budget and things like that. But I really like, we drove past the house so many times we like, I just kind of acted like it was my house, you know, Yeah. I was like, this is, this is the house we're going to raise our kids in. and we we come here we drive past we took a walk around the neighborhood even though we didn't live here yet and I was like okay this is this is it and then I was like I don't know how this you know is going to happen but it's going to happen and like Emily was like Caitlin like I'm just picturing us having cocktails on your front step which we still need to do Um, (laughs) but she was like just envision yourself just envision yourself raising your kids in that house and I really like almost obsessively thought about this house for like a month yeah. and things just started to fall into place it really sounds like ridiculous but yeah if you read the secret anyone who's listening read the secret or watch the secret movie yeah. i feel like it's changed my life and it really does talk about all of this um, mindset work and how whatever you focus your energy on that's what you're gonna that's what's I'm gonna trying. show up yeah mm-hmm. no
0: and i think that that's huge and at first i was in the same boat i was like how can this work but once you just mm-hmm. give in and you actually just focus on those things, it's amazing. And eat, there's even uh, scientific studies now that is coming out to help support all these things. So if you're a non-believer, go and look up the science piece behind it. Um, but there is the science piece that's now supporting this manifestation and all that kind of stuff. And it's a beautiful thing. So one of the things that um, you just uh, said that I know some people are probably struggling with, especially in their business, and if not even in their business, like in their personal life, How um, in the past have you dealt with people not believing in you?
1: Just not listening to them. Like, you you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion and their whatever. They're going to say what they want to say. And some of them do have good intentions and think they're really like trying to help you for making any bad decisions. But in the end, it's your life. It's your business. And you can't you have to listen to yourself and your gut again, you know, on what you think is best for you and your family and your business. And, you know, for me, a lot of that was just, okay, if this person um, starts to tell me what to do, anytime I bring up business, then I'm just not going to talk about business with them. Yes. And like, if this person, you know, makes me feel bad about wanting this thing or buying this bag or this car or this house or whatever, and they kind of are like, oh, like, you know, there's those people who are like, is that a good idea? Like, oh, it's not even nice. Like, why'd you waste your money? Then don't talk to them about it. Don't allow those people to take your power away.
0: Don't, yeah, don't, don't give them the platform. Yeah,
1: no, I really no. like that.
0: And also yes. back to that circle, like have people in your circle who are going to, you know, embrace you and encourage you like our mm-hmm. mastermind. Like, I feel yes. that you have to have a circle of people who are in the ring with you, who know what it's like to be an entrepreneur, who knows what it's like to take a risk and like surrounding yourself with those people who are in the, you know, the trenches with you going for it and really really want you to win you know and no. I feel that if you're not out doing the damn thing it's really hard to understand the mindset behind it and it's really easy to stay in that comfort zone
1: mm-hmm. yeah so just you know either like anyone who kind of drives you down or makes you feel like you can't reach those goals either remove them if, if it's an extreme situation where they're really pulling down on you or just again, don't, don't bring it up to them. You know, they don't deserve that space in your mind. Um, yeah. So just you can still have relationships and friendships and that stuff with people. And, but if they're not respecting kind of your values and your thoughts on things, then just don't allow them to have any influence over them. I love that. Ah,
0: well, okay. I cannot, like you just shared so many things that are so beneficial to our listeners. So thank you for that. So now we're gonna have a little bit of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. My favorite part. Well, it's all my favorite, but I get extra giddy at this part. So stressed out on the spot. Oh god. This will take you outside of your comfort zone again. Um, So I'm gonna do some rapid fire questions with you. So it's your first response, whatever you think uh, first, just say it. Um, And are you ready? (laughs) I guess so. Okay, here we go. Who was your favorite Spice Girl? Sporty. Nachos or tacos? Nachos. A nickname that you used to have or you still have? Katie. If you could travel back in time, where would you go? I don't know. <laughs> it could even be like pre-COVID life.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, well, no, but you know what? Honestly, this I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but I think about this I'm like, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't want to, because, like, I'm already, you know, where I am right now is because of everything that's happened in the past. I don't want to change that or do anything with that, you know? I just want to ah. leave that, because that was supposed to happen. Okay, so <laughs>
0: let me try this instead. Where's the first place you're going to travel when you're able to travel? Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, say a word in French, and it cannot be bonjour. Oh, my God.
1: fromage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i don't do <laughs> i love that word uh who's your favorite harry potter character harry potter <laughs> sunset or sunrise sunrise what's your go-to favorite order at your favorite restaurant
1: house roll from sushi mackie Ooh,
0: it's um, so good <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to dance
1: song All I think about is Dance Monkey because of you, but that's not even what I would pick. I don't know. We're gonna go with Dance Monkey. (laughs) We'll go with that. Okay. (laughs) If you could have one superpower, what
0: would it be? Flying. Yes, that's a good one. Texting (laughs) or talking. Talking. Coffee or a latte. Latte. Cats or dogs. Hmm dog <laughs> out or dine in uh eat out chocolate or vanilla chocolate climb a mountain or jump from a plane jump from a plane i ain't climb you... no mountains if you were really hungry would you eat a bug no <laughs> What? Would, <laughs> would you rather speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals
1: speak every language in the world
0: and this is a little bit of a serious one but what's the best piece of advice you have ever gotten
1: just do it i like don't overthink it (laughs) just do it
0: um well this has been so much fun and thank you so much for being on the podcast you are just Mm -hmm. a wealth of knowledge um for everyone listening i mean you have to go check out caitlin's store but can you tell our listeners where they can find you
1: Okay, so we have a store in St. John's at 673 Topsail Road um, in the same plaza as Freshie. Or you can order online if you're not local. Um, so it's saltwaterdesignsnl.com. You can also check us out on Instagram and Facebook at saltwaterdesignsnl.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. Now, before we go, do you have one last golden nugget for our listeners or something that would leave a pep in their step? Um, before we end our podcast
1: don't overthink it don't let anyone squash your dreams don't let anybody tell you you can't because you can
0: yeah and there she goes thank you everyone for (laughs) tuning in and i hope you enjoyed today's episode thanks for spending time with me today i really hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you did feel free to take a screenshot and share this with someone that you think should hear this. If this is your very first time listening, I would really appreciate if you push that subscribe button so you can join us for all future episodes. And if you're feeling really generous, I would love for you to leave a five-star review. Be kind, folks. I'm Gina Keeping, and today we have been Keeping It Real. We'll see you next time.